Welcome back to the Mission to Speed podcast. Today, we get to interview Riley Foster and Allison Cousins. Uh, Riley is a friend of mine who, who I was connected with over a year ago, um, and she later introduced me to her best friend, Allison Cousins. And their, their story is really unique. They're incredible friends who are also teachers um, who've done just an amazing amount of things for for our community here in St. Louis, but also just for for children and and for for peers, anybody that's really been impacted by their lives. Um, they started a dating app called Approach, which we're going to dive into and learn more about. Um, however, I really want to keep the focus on this podcast just about these two incredible women who decided to start a business together and hear their adventure, hear their story about how they gotten here, how they've raised capital, how they've done everything it takes to get into the point where they can actually launch a business and, and, and inspire so many people to follow. So I'm excited to share their stories. I won't steal their thunder by sharing everything that happens to do with, with Approach, but I think you're going to really enjoy it. And uh, as always, please feel free to subscribe to the podcast if you enjoy the content. We always love having extra listeners and share this with somebody that you think might be positively impacted by the episode. Let's dive in. All right. Welcome back to the Mission of Speed podcast. Uh, I say this every time, but I am super excited uh, to have you know two amazing St. Louis individuals on this podcast today. I'm with Allison Cousins and Riley Foster. How, how are you both doing? Doing, doing great. Doing great. <laughs> yeah, excited to be here. Yeah, thanks yes. for having us. It's exciting because I do a lot of my podcasts on Zoom, but it's not very often that both of the guests are together. So this is cool. Just seeing your guys' energy and presence um, is amazing and excited to kind of dive into more of it. But this story, I mean, this story to me, just about how Allison and Riley are connected and what they do from a friendship level all the way to now their uh, entrepreneurial path that they've they've kind of guided that we'll we'll start to dive into. It's just it's just very unique and very interesting and ex- inspiring for for anybody. I think even if you're somebody who's not uh, you know necessarily a business person or you know not necessarily wanting to start a business, you'll be inspired by just the story of two badass females who have a lot of other great things going on in their life who decided we'll also do this. So they they started a dating app called Approach Dating, which unfortunately you guys started this dating app right when I started dating somebody uh, because I, I love the concept behind it. And I think it's really cool and, and kind of vulnerable to, to go out there and you know start a dating app and take on that entire world. But I'm, I'm not going to speak all on you know, everything that approach dating entails because I want them to share their story, but they are, they are semi launched at this point and we'll be able to dive in to see kind of where they're at, but they're on social media and excited. Like where, how did this, how did this come about? How did you guys come together and, and figure out, Hey, we want to start a dating app. Okay. Well, um, so I got divorced in 2000 and 19 and got on dating apps. Riley was also single at the time. So we were both dating on um, Bumble, Hinge. I was on Tinder for a little while and um, just kind of had like an experience that was not authentic or genuine. I mean, we met a lot of great people, um, but there was a lot of wasted time in that. So, um, you know, we would like meet or match on their apps and then talk, 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 talk. And then instantly when we would meet, we'd be like, I don't actually think that there's a romantic connection here. Like you would be a great friend, but I don't see this going anywhere forward. And um, so it was actually on Riley's birthday. I went for a long run, um, which is so uh, funny because obviously running the running tie here. Um, but I was on a 10 mile run and like mile six, I remember I was running down Tower Grove South towards the park and I was like mile six. And all of a sudden I was just, I ran by this very attractive individual and we like had this genuine smile and connection. And I was like, damn, it'd be so great to just meet somebody like a meet cute. I don't know if you're familiar with the term, but like organically meet while I was running. Cause like, obviously we clearly had something in common from the start. And then I was like, why aren't there any apps that do that? Like, why can't we create this authentic, um, spontaneous connection? Uh, so like I went down this like 
total brainstorm in my head. Like, I don't even remember the rest of my run. I like somehow ended up at my house and I was like, cool, I got this idea now. And uh, so I sat on it for like a full 24 hours. I think Riley and I spent the whole day together and in my head the whole time I'm just like, ooh, this is gonna be so fun. Yeah, Allison saved it to give me a birthday scavenger hunt. And then by the end, she was like, oh, and I also have this idea. And I was like, you've been sitting on this for the whole 24 hours we've been together? That's pretty impressive. Yes. Yes. So I, I mean, I basically like, you know, pitched the idea to Riley and I was like, let's do this. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Let's figure it out together. Would you want to do this with me? And she's like, I'm in, let's go. And so like, that is how ultimately we started. Like both of us said yes to a crazy idea. And that was April of 2020. So like right at the onset of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Inspiring just to think too, that you guys are both such good friends and then have been able to take an idea and, and work together, you know, and I think, you know, sometimes you're, you're friends with people and, you know, might not have the same career interests, but you guys are both have a teaching background and both are teachers. Um, would love to kind of hear more about how you guys were connected, you know, and the, the friendship that's come out of that. Yeah. So I was working at St. Louis college prep back in my first year of teaching in 2018. Um, and Al came in uh, a little bit late in the year. She started, I think, in November. And I was currently taking a small break from running, but we connected over running um, and started going on like lunchtime runs together. And and uh, it was, I mean, it was just instantly like we, we have so many of the same core values, so many shared interests um, and became, I mean, the fastest best friend I have ever made. Um, and that just, you know, continued to grow and we spend inordinate amounts of time together. I joke that Al's like the closest to a boyfriend I've ever had and maybe ever will have until approach exists, hopefully. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was, it was a fast build, but here we are. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I've known of your friendship through Riley and Allison. We've, I think we've maybe met one time in person, maybe in passing, whether it was a run or whatever the case was, but I've just heard so many great things about you through Riley. Um, and then our, can, our communities are connected. You know, it feels yeah. like every single person that we know, Tim Basler is one of them who obviously <laughs> works with you guys and then ends up being your guys' good friend in, in college. So it's interesting hearing the friendship, and I think it's important to know that to the story of approach dating, because not only do you have this really cool idea of, you know, these two individuals that started a dating app, but you also have two really good friends that are doing it. And that's, that's fun. It kind of brings you back to when you're a kid and you and your friends are thinking about like the crazy, crazy ideas you're going to have when you're older to get rich quick, you know, and my friends <laughs> we want to like, you know, create TV shows, whatever the case is, you guys are really living that out. Um, and, and that kind of brings me to to talking to you, Allison, just in terms of, you know, you're you're a mom, uh, you are a full-time employee, you have a running life, you know, you have a lot of things that are going on. How are you juggling, you know, being an entrepreneur with also valuing these other things that you have going on? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's definitely something that I'm still learning how to do. Uh, it's definitely ebbs and flows as uh, the seasons ebb and flow of life, right? Um, I think that, you know, ultimately I realized that I was investing, I'd stayed at home for four years with my kids and just like lost myself in that and like put everything I had into them. And I realized that like, I wasn't investing in my own, in my own dreams and my, in myself. And so when I went back to work, um, I kind of like came alive again. Right. So I found things that I was passionate about. I like reinvested in collaboration and like working with other people and just like found life in that. Um, and so, you know, all of those things translated into like being an entrepreneur, um, realizing like how much I needed to invest in myself and like pursue things that I felt passionate about. Um, but ultimately, I mean, it's a constant balance. I think I spend my time a lot more intentionally. You know, when I do have my kids, I have them 50-50. So when I have them, I try really hard to be like fully present with them, um, which is hard sometimes because I have like my approach bucket going on and like all my thoughts over here. And then I have my my school, my work bucket going on. And so I try really hard to compartmentalize and like be intentional because, you know, ultimately that time that I have with my kids is like, I'll never get that back. So, um, I mean, I definitely wake up at 530 or, or earlier every morning and work way late into the night after they go to bed. But, um, 
yeah, I mean, it's, it's all worth it. Like it's something that I'm passionate about. So it doesn't feel like work right now, which is like one of those things that like you really want to be in a position where you're working a job and like feeling passionate about your work so that it doesn't feel like it. Um, but one of the things I was thinking about and you, we had kind of talked a little bit about before the podcast was, um, you know, what that balance is like. And I've read a lot of research about like the mental workload of a mother. And there's a lot of studies that show like just the mental load of a mom is like almost like having one and a half full-time jobs on top of having a full-time job on top of having now a second job that I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm figuring out as I go. So I was thinking about like all those hats that I wear constantly. And like, I have to allow myself a lot of like grace, so to speak. And like, it's okay to fall short in some of the things, some of the time. And like, sometimes I just need to like lay on the couch and that's okay too. (laughs) Um, But I mean, it's, it's something that I like love all the things that I'm doing, I love right now, which I have never really been in a position in my life before where I have felt so deeply passionate about, like even my, my role in my, at my school where I'm like launching an athletics program, my role at approach where we're like figuring it out as we go. Um, and I obviously just love being a mom. My kids are so fun. Um, so yeah, like I said, it's, it's an ongoing learning experience, but it will continue to be that. <laughs> and what a what an inspiring message that you're sending your kids, you know, not not just your kids at, you know, at school, but your kids at home. I mean, it, that it's an example that they're always going to know and whether they recognize these things or not now, um, you know, as they get older, I think they're going to be able to say like, wow, my mom really was a badass. She puts yeah. her best foot forward. And also too, you're, you're continuing to show that message of somebody who's always willing to innovate and to continue to better yourself. And I think that's something that's super commendable. So congratulations on going down this path. And uh, it's it's a lot of fun just being able to, to observe it from from afar. And and Riley, for you, you're you're a teacher and you're younger in your career. But I mean, if anybody's ever met Riley, you'd probably think that she has this the soul of a very, very wise, like Albert Einstein, you know, 70 year old. who is. Oh, my gosh. Yes, I'm so the much, grandma of the so group. Yeah, <laughs> you're so mature. But I think, you know, why we connected so well, just as is terms of just your care and your love for for people and humans and it doesn't surprise me that you're a teacher um, based on the fact that you, that you just generally care about people and now even just knowing that you're starting a dating app to try to help people I you know it all comes full circle but I'd love to hear you know more of your background and how you've kind of applied being a teacher and those skills that you have to how now you're you're putting that into your leadership position with approach dating yeah for sure well thank you that's all very kind as well um <laughs> Yeah, teaching is a different beast than I could have ever predicted. Um, It's pretty remarkable how many hats you have to wear at any one given time. And then you also have to just be constantly emotionally regulated, right? Because like the kids are relying on you to provide like a safe, positive environment for them. And so you can have like 50 things going in your brain and you still have to like output calm. Um, Or at least I feel the need to output calm and I try my best to do that most of the time. Um, and so I think like just that the teaching gives, has really given me more than ever an ability to balance, um, and to juggle a lot of things. And I'm also on the staff at a new charter school. Um, and we are trying to re-envision what education looks like. So we have a whole new model around personalized learning. There's one-to-one coaching at our school. And so I am like learning different aspects of teaching also. And so the constant process of learning has applied very well to approach because as Al has mentioned, we are really just figuring out as we go. And I, I I honestly had a little bit of a breakdown the other week. I was like, I just want a list of things that we need to do. And she's like, we never will have that list. And I was like, I know, but I still want that list. Um, so like that ebbs and flows for me for sure. Sometimes like the learning curve is awesome. Most of the time it is awesome. Sometimes it is overwhelming. Um, But again, bringing it back to teaching that idea of constantly iterating, figuring things out as we go, that is super applicable to the school that I am at, Um, as well as like the balance and the juggling. Um, And I mean, honestly, like 
being able to work with people, like you mentioned, like teaching really forces you to be able to work with a lot of different types of people, different ages, different uh, demographic backgrounds, different work styles. And so as we've had to start interacting, well, as Al and I have learned to work together as business partners and we've taken on some different team members and we've reached out to businesses, um, those skills have been really valuable in, in that process as well. And if, if there's anything that teachers understand, it's it's how to handle a lot of work and a lot of a lot of work that maybe didn't necessarily come with the job or, or comes with the pay. A lot of free work. <laughs> yeah, a lot of free work. You know, there. You know that that I've always just been so impressed from watching just different teachers and how you guys can handle it. But it, it really, and you guys are teachers. I'm not, so you can tell me if I'm wrong on this. But it, it requires you to spend those days. I'm sure for you, Allison, like you're with your kids, and it's a Sunday afternoon, and typically that might be, you know, a time where you can kind of if you have kind of your nine nine to five standard job you know you might can keep your head away from the work where for you you might actually have to to work on that lesson plan or you have to grade that test or whatever the case is and so i think that's impressive but also for you both being entrepreneurs you know then i'm not surprised at all that you guys are willing to go above and beyond because the the scope of work and and that commitment to it it's 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 second nature to you guys it's it's something that you guys are already doing so that's that's an important piece and i think it's important to highlight that because a lot of times people see the final product or something and and they see the inspiration but they don't really realize what it takes to kind of get there and and allison i mean that probably comes in you know just in line with your mentality of just like having to continue to bulldoze and you know do all these different things but you're you're a coach too you have an athletic background how how does that you know kind of play into a role of your mindset of like a business owner and even how that sprinkles into how you parent and such Oh man, that's a loaded question. Yeah, it is. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think, you know, ultimately the, the biggest translations there, I think, are um, leadership and hard work. I mean, you have to work, you know, when nobody else is working, right? So it's funny. I had, when, when I was thinking about this, like all of my coaches, I had like two really great coaches in high school and they use like super cliche quotes, right? Like motivational quotes. And one of them was like, you know, you miss a hundred percent of the shots that you don't take, which is funny because I've also seen that on a lot of dating app profiles, which <laughs> is really unfortunate. Right. Um, but my basketball coach used to be like, he was this like sweet Southern gentleman. And he was like, if it feels like leather, shoot it, you know? <laughs> um, but I mean, it's true. Like it's, it's like the wee hours of the morning when other people aren't working and like nobody sees or, um, gives you credit for all the work that you're doing. And that's not why you're doing it. You know what I mean? Like you're putting in the work for the long game. You're, you're thinking like, you know, five steps down the road, um, not just for, you know, like waking up the next day. And so, um, I think that like, my coaching experience and the leadership that I've gained through athletics and through even just like as a parent, you know, like you have to think so far ahead you have to anticipate um, challenges that you're going to see down the road, like whether it's the next day, the next month. Um, and it's like big term thinking and planning. Um, and like some of the, some of the big skills that I think that like translate um, between coaching and owning a business and even being a parent, um, like organization, having a vision, like taking initiative, like things that, you know, aren't going to get done unless you just do it. And I think so many people, um, you know, we've talked to a lot of people that are like so impressed by the fact that we've just done it. Like, it's not hard. We just did it. Like, we don't know how to do it. We, we go and do it. And so, um, yeah, I mean, it's just like showing up every day and figuring out like, okay, what's next? <laughs> and sometimes that's all you have to do in order to get through the next day. Yep. All you can do at least. <laughs> well, I think that's an important thing to note because, you know, you have a lot of people, you know, and, and they're not wrong for this. You know, it takes a tremendous amount of courage, I would say, to start a business or to to execute an idea. And you have a lot of people who who have ideas and they sit on them and they're in their they're in their desk job right now, you know, and and they want to get to where you're at. They just maybe don't understand how that takes or or even how to be uncomfortable. And I think sports, you know, in, in itself, you know, I'm I'm biased because, you know, I've been an athlete my whole life, but I think it's the ultimate analogy for business and for life and for anything that you do, because, you know, just go back to the, you know, you, you, the, the shots quote and things like that. I mean, 
if you don't get out there and you never experience, you know, maybe missing or you never experience, you know, even the other end of it where you do hit a, you know, hit a home run or, or shoot a three, you know, at Chapel Hill for a shout out to Riley being a Woo! UNC fan. Go Heels! You don't have any of that perspective and you just get used to just doing things that are comfortable for you and, and you don't challenge yourself. And so I think I, I try to encourage people to really look at their lives as, as, you know, maybe if you're not a sports person, you know, try to think of something in terms of like how you set goals, um, you know, whatever you do. I think everybody has something they're passionate about, some type of hobby. And you guys both, I think probably have been able to, to, to bring that level of energy and commitment to what you're doing based on the fact that you guys are both athletes and this is fun for you. And so when somebody looks at you and says, okay, you know, you're crazy. How do you do it? It's so insane. You think like, Oh, we're not doing anything. You know, it's not that big of a deal. You really are. You just might not even realize that your mental, you know, the, the side of that side of things for you is just has been so developed and that's, that's incredible. So, and for, for you, Riley, you're one of the best communicators that I've been around. And I, I was saying, you know, just even a few minutes ago, you're like the, you know, you're the wise, wise beyond your, beyond your years. And I, that's something I've always been so impressed with you. But when it comes to starting a dating app, it, I mean, starting a business just in general, and, and obviously you being a teacher, I'd love to just kind of hear more of your, your perspective on how those great communication skills have, you know, come in handy with you starting this business. Um, yeah, well, I think the biggest thing for sure is just navigating, you know, Allison and I trying to balance being business partners and best friends who, like I've said, like spend so much time together. Um, and I think I have had to learn how to set my own boundaries. I, I think Allison is like a machine with approach, like she can do approach all the time, like 24, seven, 365. I cannot, like, I need mental breaks. I don't want to talk about it at the gym. Like I need to compartmentalize so that I have the energy to keep doing it. And that is just how I juggle things. The same goes for school. Um, I'm a, I am just a compartmentalizer. And so I think learning how to, I am an avoidant personality type and I will, just put distance between myself and the things that I am struggling with if I do not learn to just talk about it. Um, and so I've had to, had to set those, those boundaries. And like, it's a constant process of being like, okay, I'm feeling this way. How am I going to say this? How do I navigate feeling guilty around it or not? Um, and so it's definitely challenging. Um, but you know, preserving our friendship is priority to me and obviously making this happen is also a priority to me. And so it just seems like the only, the only way to go about it. Um, and fortunately Allison's awesome and she is always receptive to all of my needs and she prioritizes and really values like mental health and work-life balance and, um, understands that like there are things I'm not willing to sacrifice just as there are things she's not willing to sacrifice. Like, you know, for me, sleep, exercise and eating right will never go away. Like, I don't care how hard we're working on approach. Like if I'm going to be functional, those three things are imperative to me. Um, and so, yeah, so I definitely just appreciate that about working with her. Yeah, it's that work smarter, not harder mentality. Mm -hmm. I watch a lot of Shark Tank because I'm <laughs> a total entrepreneur. And, Who would you go with? You know, if Who, I who do you want to invest in you, Mark? You know, at this point right now, if I was to walk in there, I definitely want to go with probably Robert because he has a he has a running background. So he's uh -huh. all about running and all different stuff. So I'd probably corner him. Um, but Damon, if I, you know, had some cool swag, you know, some some nice apparel or something that I was trying to sell. <laughs> but you know, they 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 talk about this a lot on the show. It's like you have to, you know, if you're not sleeping in your office, you know, I don't want to invest in you. And you know, in theory, that's a great, you know, that's a great approach because you're willing to do whatever it takes to see your business succeed. And I think that's, I think it's awesome. I think mean, we've seen that with Michael Jordan, you know, that approach, but we also see the opposite side of it. Like what was sacrificed in Michael Jordan's life? Well, two marriages, you know, there's other things that, you know, that are like to your point that are fulfilling to your life. And what is the, at the end of the day, what does winning mean to you? And so a successful dating app uh, that goes above and beyond but then sacrifices your mental health and your physical health or your family, you know, it's just not worth it, you know, to, to, 
just hearing what you guys are saying. So I think it's it's great that you guys bring that up because I think it's it's important to highlight how hard you work, but it's really important to highlight how f- focused you are and what you're prioritizing. And that's a big piece of it. And I think, you know, you guys can probably attest to this, but if you prioritize this, then you schedule in, you know, more efficient hours. And there's probably a lot of times where people think they're working just like in school, you know, everybody's like at the library for like 12 hours. And they're like, oh, I'm in the library all day. And you're like, dude, you've been on Netflix all day. <laughs> you just happen to be at while you're watching Netflix where somebody else might, you know, work half that time, but they really were productive through it out. So that's kind of my tangent. And I, I, I get excited kind of talking on this topic. And, you know, the goal of this podcast for me is I want to learn so much about the business, but I want to learn about the mental psyche of two individuals who came from teaching who now are starting a dating app. I think it's so fascinating. And that's the inspiration that I know that when people are listening, they're going to really draw from. And, you know, we, we've, we've talked about it, so I don't want to beat a dead horse here, but you know, you guys, you guys have shared the story of why you started the app and, and how that kind of spurred out. But is there any more, anything else you would want maybe to elaborate on like what, took it from just an idea to, okay, now we're going to get, we're going to get started. We're going to start grinding. Um, and we're going to really go full force with this thing. I think it was after it was validated, you know, like part of the process of starting a business is validation, right? Like you don't want to pursue something that nobody's going to want to use or buy or whatever. Um, the amount of validation that we got as we were even creating the idea and the idea wasn't fully formed. And let me tell you, it changed a lot of times between, you know, the initial, um, version versus like what we're actually launching in June. Um, but like so many people that we talk to are just like so tired of dating on their phones and like really want authentic connection. And so I think knowing that there is a, desire for for that, the product that we are creating. Um, and I mean, ultimately we'll, we'll get into like how approach works here in a little bit, but, um, ultimately like what approach can offer our community as well. Um, I think once we like got to that point in our, um, development process, we were like, wow, like we are doing ourselves a disservice if we don't pursue this idea. And, um, I mean, the amount of people that are like, I wish I was single. Not really, but like, this is a great idea. You know, it's just, um, you know, once it was validated, which is like the first thing that you do when you have something and you're like, you don't want to start a business if nobody's going to use it. So I think that's kind of like what, what made us like purge forward with it. Um, in addition to just like our own experience. Yeah. Dating apps suck. (laughs) I hate them. Hopefully this one won't. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's, it's difficult because, you know, we didn't come up with the traditional, like now there's, you know, people just go with dating apps. It's, it's the norm for somebody that's 19 years old. They go off to college. They might've even been, you know, hanging out on Tinder when they were in high school, you know, where dating apps, I can remember I was, uh, I think I was a sophomore in college when like Tinder kind of evolved. And I remember hearing about it and just thinking like, that just doesn't even seem right. Like you, you, you can't meet somebody off of an app. Like, you know, an app is what you buy, like, you know, you know, candy corner and the different, you know, different games off of, and it's, it's totally evolved. Our society is totally different. And so it's only natural that, you know, that we've had to progress. And it's really cool that you guys have figured out a solution um, for some of these problems and, and just kind of elaborating a little bit on it. Like, you know, I I've talked to you guys both about this, you know, off the podcast, but your, your struggles were on these different dating apps and, and you see, that there's not, you know, genuine conversation coming out of, you know, these chats and things like that from the female perspective. And I kind of put you on the spot with this because I didn't prep any, any questions on this end, but from the female's perspective, do you think that, do you think that people going on to dating apps, like just as the general mass of, and I guess we can talk about men and females because you guys are doing the research. Do you think they go on dating apps really looking for relationships or do you think it's some of it is just kind of validating, Hey, I can, I can be somebody, you know, who is liked, you know, I have just always been curious about that. And I'd love to hear the data points behind that. Yeah. I mean, I think it's both for sure, right? You're going to have users who want different things and approach is not for the person who wants to sit and swipe and be validated and message people and then ghost them. That's not what, that's not the, the demographic that we're going for. Um, but what has been really interesting is all the data that's come out on dating apps since COVID. Um, and, 
the reported uh, statistics around people who are dating intentionally um, and for long-term relationships, those figures have increased significantly over the course of the pandemic. And um, so we're, you know, timing is everything, right? We're hoping that that you know people are especially sick of being virtual in all accounts um and so that launching this summer when it's safe to do so um we'll really be able to capitalize on on this desire for real connection and chemistry and you know like regardless of pandemic data it it really the the numbers speak to the fact that people prefer to meet in person they prefer to meet in real life um you know, only only 25% of people report feeling hopeful after their current online dating app experiences, which is just very low. Um, like, you don't want any product that has a 25% success rate. Um, yeah, and hopeful rate, not even yeah. hopeful rate, right? Not even success rate. Um, and then adults in the United States spend 10 hours a week messaging on their phones and only 30% of their matches result in in-person meetings. And so there's just this big gap between what people want and what people are getting with the products that exist. And so that's what we're trying to fill um, while also bringing us back to, to just real connection. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree with you more. I think that people are just like, you know, just chomping at the bits for, for, for in-person experiences for just the opportunity to see people again. And I don't know about you guys, like even just like going to the store and <laughs> things like that, you're like, Oh my gosh, I'm, I'm having such a great time. It's, it's so great to, you know, be in the produce aisle and, you know, see other human beings. You know? Smize people yeah. from over your mask. Yeah. It's, 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 it's difficult, you know, in this time through. And I also think, you know, a point that you guys have probably thought about a ton is that, the pandemic has changed us. So, so just our social habits, you know, it's changed everything about us. And so I think people are going to need a little bit of extra assist when they go back into public because people are trying to navigate, you know, what's right and what's wrong. You know, it's harder to approach somebody in a pandemic than it is, you know, kind of in, you know, whatever the time that was before, it doesn't even seem like it was real at this point, <laughs> you know, this is our new reality. So I, I think that's another, another fit that you guys can really hit on. And it, it very, very interested in the perspective of just you know the data that you guys have the 25 percent to me is just like it's so incredibly disappointing if you think about it because it's like you're for some of these people i think about those individuals who join like an e-harmony or they're they're really paying and they're investing in something to to find their love and those i hear stories all the time from those folks who are on match and they come back and they say yeah you know i've been paying the subscription for a while and every single person i go out with just it doesn't work out or i would dated a bunch of creeps off of it it's like really like you spent that much you know spent that much time that much money into something and they can't even guarantee that and you know obviously there's there's success stories that come out of this but really kudos to you guys for being able to see that that hole right there and being able to fill it and you know now I'm just so curious to hear more about like what this app looks like, you know, and, and how, how we can use it. And I, it's funny you said that. I think it was you, Allison, about like you have friends who are like, I wish we were single because it's like you don't actually wish you're single, but man, you wish you could just jump on this app. So can you guys help me dive into this experience of what it looks like when I log on to my phone and, and start using approach? Yeah, for sure. So um, the first screen you'll see when you when you log into the app is is your radar. And so that's a five mile radius of other users in your vicinity. It's not location based. You can't pinpoint where anyone is. So there are no safety concerns in that regard. But you uh, will see. Say that again. It is location based, but it's not. Um, OK, let's rephrase that. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. All right. Sorry. <laughs> okay. So the first screen when you pull up the app is your radar. Um, you'll see a five mile radius of other users in your vicinity. It's location based, but you can't pinpoint another user's location. So there are no safety concerns around that. Um, but you, what you do is you see profiles, little pins of people, you tap on them, you'll see three to four photos, and then you have a short profile. One of the things that re we really believe in is that you like paper matches. And this speaks to what you were saying, Mark, about like, eHarmony, right? You spend all this time creating this very detailed profile. You're getting this perfect paper match. And then paper and people are not the same thing. And so we want to keep the profile very short. So you'll see a short profile 
And if you're interested in meeting up with that person, you send them a nudge. And when you send them a nudge, you have the option to select from approach partner businesses as a meeting location. So for example, say we're in the Grove and you see someone cute and you're like, oh no, approach them. Okay, send them a nudge and it'll drop down maybe, okay, Urban Chestnut's on there. They're offering like buy one, get one drafts. So any partner business can offer a special within the app. You send them that location, ping goes off, they receive it, they say, oh, this person's cute, I'm gonna meet up with them, they accept it, or they say, this person's really cute, but I actually wanna go to Atomic Cowboy, let me send this suggested instead. Or they say, I'm not available right now, right? So three options. And then the messaging feature will pop up for a short amount of time to allow you to connect in person, find each other, what have you. Um, but that's really the gist. Like the point is to get two people in the same location at a safe place and take advantage of some of the local small businesses we have that are really cool and have lots to offer. Um, so, you know, building community in addition to connecting two individuals. <laughs> Yeah, and I've seen through social media what you guys have done, just like meeting up. I, I love the photo shoots. You guys uh, look awesome in all the photos that you guys have put up and the professional design they've done. But also just seeing, I think I saw a commercial there recently um, at Urban Chestnut. Like, what a, what an awesome idea that, that you guys are pairing with local businesses because, you know, you, when you think about a dating app, you might not think necessarily local. I mean, you think local in the sense that you're hopefully going to meet somebody local, uh, but you might not think that from the business perspective. And I, I, I think it's such a win because you think about the masses of people who are going to these establishments already to date. And now that you guys are, you know, advertising to these businesses and, and working together, it's just such a win-win. So, you know, that that's the kind of high level thinking that, you know, uh, I think it's, what I'll say is, I think it's important to hear this to hear your story because you guys are two teachers who are thinking these ways in terms of building community and building you know these really great skills in terms of being an entrepreneur that you know you maybe didn't necessarily go to school for but it just shows that what you what you guys have learned you know in your schooling and things like that have and in your careers have applied really well to what you're actually doing as business owners and that's that's exciting and i hopefully that somebody's listening to this is kind of thinking to themselves like okay like you know i do work at a pharmacy and i've always kind of been interested in this stuff i just never thought i could do that because i work in a pharmacy you know but really that person in that pharmacy might have great personal skills you know amongst their colleagues and things like that so uh, that's that's a lot of fun and and i'm somebody who's really just obsessed with trying to find ways to build not just community but to be able to connect businesses so i'm looking forward to kind of seeing what's next for you guys um, in those terms and so just to ask, you know, one more specific question, just so we can kind of get in the nitty gritty of what this app kind of looks like. What ideally you could tell me, you know, if I'm right or wrong on this, but you're really trying to bring the best of both worlds here, right? You're trying to bring that social experience, but keeping people in person. And that's the goal, correct? Yes. And so, yes. Right. Yeah. So one of our, um, one of the pieces of research that we actually did was um, like, why don't, why people don't actually approach each other in person anymore. Right. So like we are talking about like, even COVID is going to play a large part in this. Like we are now like hesitant as individuals, like don't necessarily have the same confidence we did before. Um, and so one of the like main factors that people don't do this, you know, like just go approach somebody in a public scenario uh, is that they're, afraid of, you know, fear of rejection and that they don't know the other person's relationship status. And so I think as teachers, going back to your other point, like we are always trying to find the gaps of like what's not there, right? Like the gaps in our students learning, but also like the gaps in what's not available to us that is a need. And um, so like, can, you know, basically we are providing a solution that answers those two questions in addition to creating this like opportunity for genuine and authentic connection, which people are just really desperate for. Um, and then another thing is like, no other dating app has tapped into the opportunity for that hyper local advertising. We are like directly connecting their main customers to their businesses. And like, for some reason, the larger dating apps just have yet to do that. And like, that is just one of the ways that we hope to drive, um, like our local economy as well and steer our uh, you know, our users to these small businesses. No, that's, that's exciting. That's really exciting. And with St. Louis being such a town for, for those of you that are listening, that might not be from here, you know, we're such a close community and it means so much to be in the St. Louis community. Um, not that it doesn't mean in other cities, you know, it's important, <laughs> I think anywhere, 
but it, it, especially in St. Louis, people really take a lot of great deal of pride of knowing, oh, this is my business or, you know, these people are St. Louis folks. And so when you guys, you know, kick off, well, I'll be, you know, definitely bragging about the fact that you guys are on my podcast at one point. <laughs> you'll, you'll send it a, a signed autograph or, or we'll remember you, Mark. Yeah. For, yeah. for the, for the kids, you know, at least for, so, well, thanks for explaining the process just behind the day, the dating app itself, because I think it's, it's interesting just kind of hearing obviously from the people who are, who are founding this, but two, um, getting that data behind that and understanding that why. I think sometimes people are hesitant to join dating apps because of just the maybe the stigma behind dating apps or the fact that like they're like, oh, I don't need to start a you know join a dating app because you know I belong to a club or I belong to these other things. And I think you guys bring up some really good points of why somebody who can belong to all those things can also join a dating app. And with approach, it's like the more clubs that you're involved in and the more cool things you're doing, that's just even more attractive to you on that site because you really are a real person. You really are somebody that's experiencing things. And your guys is uh, your guys is analogy with like, you know, just bringing up paper and bringing them in person. I mean, how many times have we have all of us had that experience of you have a really good conversation with somebody over text or over email and you meet them in person. You're like, does this person hate me? Like, what is the deal with this? And then you get home and they, I don't know, have you ever had that where somebody like, 100%. after a meeting and they're like, I just thoroughly enjoyed our conversation. And you're like, I don't even, a, I don't think I even talked to you. And B, everything I said just seemed like, you know, it was just terrible. And, you know, you were offended by it. So, but we had the so, same conversation, right? It's, and I think for three of us, we're all very extroverted. Like the thing I'm thinking about this is this like extrovert dream because for all of us, like we really are what we are on the internet. We really are what we are on texting, all that different stuff. And so we bring that in person, you know, it's the same, but there's a lot of people obviously drawn out. So I won't, I won't over talk there, but just thanks for, for giving us that process. And, you know, the, the exciting part about all of this is just, and I just keep bringing it back to you both being, you know, business owners in this day and age of coming out of a pandemic and, you know, having other things that are kind of in your lives. But, you know, we've talked a lot about what's hard about being a business owner, what the commitments are, but what's the most exciting thing about being a business owner? Um, and maybe, maybe Allison, you can kind of dive in first on this question. Yeah, um, I think mine is like the problem solving and like the challenge that it brings. Um, in my family, my mom, she always tells a story, but like she told me I was applying to be a lifeguard and you have to take this class. And she was like, oh, you can't swim like what, 500 meters? I don't know what it was. And I was like, oh, I'll show you, you know, and like I'm not a big swimmer, but I did it. And like, if you tell me I can't do something, I want to do it that, that much more. And um, that just like speaks to my mindset around like solving problems and like when there are roadblocks like i'm going to find solutions and so i think that's the most fun because you know like we truly are figuring out as we go and like there are some things where we are super confident in some things that we are like okay wait are we doing this right like let's read five more books and listen to three more podcasts about it and then we'll feel confident in our decision and um and also just like connecting with people i think that has been so life-giving and just feeling like our network expand on a daily basis has been amazing. Um, you know, there's so many business owners and so many users, like we just have such, because we have two different, um, customers, so to speak, like our businesses and our users, uh, we're just networking in such a wide, you know, a wide net right now that, um, it's just like really life giving, connecting to people and like being able to share something that like, they truly want. So that's what I'm enjoying. It's been, it's been really fun. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I echo everything that Al said, I think, you know, just to emphasize how much we've been learning. Um, I love learning, which is why I love teaching because teaching is mostly learning all the time. Um, but I, I have felt in the last few years that I've really like gotten sucked into the silo of education. And like, I've, um, while I love that, it's been really fun to kind of branch out into this completely different world of venture capitalism and investment and legalese and accounting and like all of these things that I have a lot of interest in. Um, and so to get to, to apply them in this way has been, has been really neat. 
it all comes full circle, I guess, you know, with every, everything that you guys have done and, you know, just even hearing, you know, just the perspective of, for both of you guys of, you know, what, what makes it so fun to just go to work every day, literally, uh, you know, and then this slipside things. And Allison, you said it earlier, I mean, you might not even really realize you're at work sometimes. And that's what I love most about my job. And the, the, part about network is, is really special too, because, uh, you get to, you, you're doing something that's so inspiring, but you're working so hard at something that naturally you're going to, you're going to need, you're going to have questions. You're going to have people that you meet. And then all of a sudden, like you said, like that expands. And I think so often people find themselves, they get kind of caught in their industries and they don't really ever really realize that there's more people out there. And I have this problem because a lot of people think like, oh, this guy just will only want to talk about running and just want to be around runners. Where like I've made it my mission in St. Louis just to meet as many people as possible that don't run because there's just great people outside of my network. And then it coincides that everybody has at least run a 5K or you know, <laughs> because it's just such a mass sport. But there's that component of a network, you know, there's that component of let's go meet people who are, you know, that would benefit from our our experience together that maybe we don't even share the same hobbies or the same passions. And I think that's something that what you guys are doing can, can connect that bridge. And hopefully you guys can kind of use that as leverage of bringing some of your own network into these other people's networks and doing some, some cool, cool things kind of expanding. So um, that's, that's definitely appreciated and, and cool to hear that. And, and, you know, you're, you're both early in your entrepreneurial career, but you're not early in the sense of, of being leaders. You're not early in being business. I mean, you're business owners, but you've always, taken initiative and done special things in your life. And it's, it's, it's cliche question, but I like to ask it to people because I think it's important. And I think when people are seeking out podcasts, we want to hear advice, you know, I'm sure you guys just, you even just said it, you know, you're trying to hit on podcasts, you know, just to learn a little bit more about business or learn a little bit more of how this leader deals with it. But if you could think of like, you know, just one piece of advice that you would give to somebody that wants to start a business, what, what, what would that be? And, you know, maybe we start off with, with Riley on this one. Um, well, I think what I would say is maybe, well, one piece of advice, that's hard. Um, I, I will, I'll leave Allison to say the more, more articulate businessy one, but what I'll say from, from my, my end is that kind of what I referenced before and in, in what you said, Mark, is like the working smarter, not harder, but it's like just to figure out like what your priorities are and like what keeps you grounded and don't lose sight of those things because it is really hard. Like it's, it is really hard and there are a lot of lows along with the highs. And so being able to have a sense of like stability overall is what has allowed me to like continue this with the like, you know, five, 10 plus year vision in the back of my mind and thinking about it as being sustainable. Yeah. I mean, yes, all of that. Um, and I mean, I don't know. One of the things that we have always run across, like, you know, we, people ask us about approach all the time. Like we introduce new people and somebody's like, Oh, they're starting this really cool company. Tell them about it. So like we get to give the pitch on a regular basis. No, this is how it goes. Allison goes, Riley, go pitch approach to that person over there. They look bored. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. I mean, you know, it's just like head of sales or recruitment. It's like right social, there. It's social challenges, constant social challenges. <laughs> If I wasn't an extrovert, I am now. (laughs) (laughs) It's really good practice. I had a meeting today in front of like 40 people and I wasn't even nervous. And I was like, wow, I'm like doing this enough now that it's just normal. But you know, like anything, you know, the more you do it, the the easier it gets. But um, honestly, like everybody that we talk to, has like said something along the lines of like, Oh my gosh, I had this really great idea or like, I wanted to start this or this app idea, you know, like everybody's got an idea and they're like, I wouldn't even know where to go or what to do. And like, what, how do you do it? You know? And they have all these questions and like, we didn't either. Right. So like my biggest piece of advice is just to start, like validate your idea, make sure it's something that people want, but then do it. You know, like you can figure it out. We have enough resources at our fingertips, like, we have the world at our fingertips, right? We have the internet. And so, um, you know, you just have to like take a dive and commit yourself to it. I mean, we know the statistics of startups are like what 0.02% actually are successful. And then like 0.0001% of apps go viral. Like, you know, like we're not banking on any of that. We are banking on like our hard work and our, and our, um, ability to 
like network and communicate and market and all these other things that's going to go into it. Um, but you know, like if you're going to do it, commit to it and do it and start, because if you don't like, you're going to always be like, Oh, what if, or, um, I have this idea and like, there's so many people like that, but if we all, you know, we just got to start somewhere. And, and it, it's, it's helpful to have someone to work with while you start. I can't imagine doing this by myself, um, by any stretch of the imagination, the, like for both motivation and sanity. Agreed. Agreed. Well, there's a lot of effort and there's a lot of, you know, I would say you guys have done your due diligence, but you guys really care about not just the product, but the people that will be affected by the product. And I think a lot of times people have ideas and they want to like it to your point, kind of Alice, and a lot of people are like, oh, it's just, you know, I want to do this. I want to get rich quick, you know, and I'm going to defy the odds and do these things. I want to be viral. But what what is viral, you know, even me in the first place, you know, a lot of times you hear people that went viral, they had no idea they even went viral or how they got there yeah. and the truth of it is like you, what you guys are building is you're really building the foundation right now and so to me when i talk to you guys about it it doesn't seem like you're in this like massive rush to do it sloppy it's more like you're building the you're thinking of like you know building the house and you get mm -hmm. the beams everything that you're going you're building that stability and everything that's evolving out of that you know all the cool light fixtures and all the things that you know you didn't maybe know you had in your budget are now coming to fruition here and and you're seeing that kind of evolve and i i what i loved what I love just kind of hearing about like, and I've said this, you know, now several times on this podcast, but it's the community partnerships, I think is what separates your app from other apps. You know, I know other apps have deals and advertisements, but just off the bat, you're already starting to think that way, you know, thinking a very local approach that's going to have a global, you know, effect on it based on the fact that this is something to me that I feel like, okay, you do this really well in this market, it translates to other markets and you're building a platform and you're building kind of the curriculum you we'd say you know in the teaching world we'd say a uh, teacher uh, <laughs> but it's it's the the spice that comes out of it and i think that's really cool to see and i think you know the advice and nobody asked me this but the advice i would give to a business owner really is just thinking that structure and, and really putting that care into things because people know when you're genuine people know when you're passionate and that's going to separate you so if, if you're watching this on youtube and you're going to see their faces you're going to see the passion on both their faces and if you're just hearing it through a podcast you're going to hear it through their words because uh these these two women are, are remarkable and they're doing great work for for their businesses for each other their friendships their families and you guys should just be really proud of yourself and uh, hopefully i can bring you on again in the future when every time that you guys have something new that's coming on with approach would love to kind of share this story and hopefully be a free pr piece for you <laughs> at the very least but thanks thanks again for for joining us and and if we're if we're at home and we're like man this clicks with me maybe maybe i don't need to date anybody or maybe i you know i have a friend that wants to join this app or maybe i'm super excited now I'm like, I'm totally sold. Uh, how can we find you guys on social media? Um, yeah. So, um, well, thanks for all that. <laughs> we are at approach dating, um, on Instagram and then it's approachdating.com. So Instagram website, and then plug for two, three, excuse me, launch events coming up this summer. So June 26, we'll be launching it at Urban Chestnuts Beer Garden um, in Midtown. And this is all on our Instagram. Uh, and then July uh, 16th and 17th, we have launches at in the Grove and then downtown. So we're getting really excited. You can sign up to be a beta user on our website. Um, businesses can also sign up to be partner businesses on our website. Um, anything else though? No, that's good. And, and I apologize if you guys have already covered this, but with your guys' launch uh, parties that you're putting out there, are there um, specific like instructions that you need to register for these launch parties uh, that you guys do in capacity? I'd love to kind of hear more about, you know, just the process of being part of it. And if you're not um, finalized details, that's totally fine. It yeah, stay tuned on Instagram because all of that information will be coming out as we get closer to, to launch date. Great, great. We'll we'll make sure that we put this in our show notes and people can follow on the journey and see awesome. how it So well, thanks so much. I, I I'm leaving very inspired tonight. So I, I promise to not go start a dating app, but you know, I might <laughs> I might go find something else in that space. Yeah, just kidding. But appreciate it so much and, and we'll look forward to seeing what's next for you guys. Thanks. Thank, Thank you, Mark. Mark.